0: It's another Sunday night in Canada, and we are now officially entering phase three of comedy. And we're going to talk to three very different guests in three very different places tonight and find out just exactly what that means. We're going to New York, we're going to Niagara Falls, we're going to LA. We're going to find out what's happening right now in a semi post COVID comedy world. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go inside the joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. We've been saying that phrase for like six months now, and 90% of the time it has had no meaning whatsoever (laughs) because there is no such thing as a back row. But now there is. It's coming back. The last few weeks here on Inside Jokes, we've been talking to comics all over North America. Clubs are starting to reopen. Eh, Tours and festivals aren't quite there yet, but indie shows are popping up. People are sort of leaving their Zoom accounts and going back in front of real human audiences again, which is nice to hear. But it's sort of like this spring thaw that's happening now in comedy, except you don't know who's going to heckle you because everybody has a face mask on. We're recording still remotely. We are at Casa di Vincenzo, somewhere in <laughs> Toronto. I'm with our producer, Vince Tedesco. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, things are going all right. Phase three, alive and well. We're
0: still, we made it. Here's the thing. I, but the, like, Phase three is here now. I really have been still very much in quarantine mode myself. I mean, I do the show. I go to work. That's about it. I kind of hover around my own neighborhood. Vince, would you be nervous if all of a sudden tomorrow they said, JFL's back, we're doing a big theater show, cram as many people as you want. Would you be nervous to go and do that at this point? Or are you ready to jump back into that? I actually got depressed looking back on my social media account with memories, like, this is where you were a year ago, and it was Montreal at JFL. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm
0: like, this is where I should be. Damn it, what the hell? So, I mean, I kind of have that urge to jump back into it, but I don't
2: know if I'm 100% ready. But, I mean, hell, I went to the grocery store this morning and bought bananas, so, I mean... That was fine.
0: There you go. Life, life is life. Find life finds a way.
2: Okay. I
0: was trying to. I was gonna slip into Jeff Goldblum there, but it just. I just wasn't feeling. I was say
2: life is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> or oh, life is like a banana.
0: Life is like a box of chocolates. If the chocolates right now were filled with. Worms and Broken Glass. That is 2020 in a nutshell. But yeah, it is completely different from, from what it was a year ago. It's, I, it's hard to say where, where all this stuff's going to go. Our first guest, though, one of the places that I think will be the most interesting to hear about is New York.
2: Yeah, it's a hot band.
0: It's. I mean, New York got hit particularly hard by COVID. New York in comedy is also infamous for these small, intimate clubs, these sort of cult, sort of hangouts, these meccas of comedy where people, it's, you know, it's a lot of people in a dimly lit greenwich village room listening to these comics so how that's going to change we don't know we're going to find out but we're going to have tara kenna who uh, hasn't joined us in a while on the show we're going to find out what's happening in new york right here on inside jokes tara kenna is on the line in new york and
2: obviously
0: life is a little bit different than it was the last time we talked comedy is a bit different the world's a bit different tara how are you doing first off
3: a little bit. You used the word a little bit different. Uh, I'm doing well, considering um, Considering, uh, I'm living in New York with a very limited comedy career. Um, how are you guys?
0: We're, I mean, you know, the last four months of this show, obviously in quarantine, we're not in the studio. We've been talking to comics all over the States, all over Canada just to asking people, just what are you up to right now? I mean, obviously in comedy, everybody's career to some degree went on pause during all of this. And now things are sort of slowly starting to reopen. So for you, I mean, before we get into all of like, what's really going on in New York for you, what, what sort of, when you couldn't be on stage, what kept you busy during all this?
3: Oh man. I, you know, I wish I, you know, when you say like, Oh, I wish I could have three months just to focus on me. I would do so much. I didn't really do that much. I mean I was yeah. <laughs> homelands. Um I sat a lot I took lots of naps. I was I was not I was I was like, Oh I'm gonna write so many jokes and I'm gonna do so many things and I didn't do anything. Um I mean I did I actually filmed a special uh during this time in front of no audience along nice. with two other comics. Um, it was just, it was just like an elevated version of like telling jokes in your living room. It was completely awkward. Um, and, uh, and I, I mean, I did do that, uh, in, in April, but for the most part, shows for me just picked up, uh, mid July, mid July, I had about 11 shows, uh, out in Long Island. And then last week in Jersey, uh, two shows for and... two shows are, are we're in a parking lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, we've we've been talking to so many comics these last couple of months about, yeah, doing these. Like, obviously, a lot of people who normally wouldn't have were trying their hands at these, like, live streaming, you know, Zoom shows and all that stuff. Uh, But all these weird pop-up shows that, that have been happening everywhere where, yeah, like, you, you're doing a show in a parking lot or there's, like, these random outdoor venues. We had a comic last week on the show, John Hastings, who went and did America's Got Talent in front of just the three judges in front of the panel that was it because they couldn't have an audience in there what was it what were these first few shows back like for you like what was the audience I gotta like?
3: imagine that's awkward with the america's got talent because you want people to feed off of like the energy that you bring to an audience you have to. to be judged off of that so i my, my, good for him for doing it um i gotta be honest these these shows were incredible. I don't know if it's because I was like am I do I even do I even know how to do comedy anymore? Um four months is a long time when you perform every night of your life. And prior to this, I was I was on stage every night. So um so it was that it, it felt really good. People really they came out for a good time. Like just as much as we couldn't wait to be back on stage, they really couldn't wait to be sitting, you know, as audience members in those seats. So I I I really was grateful. Uh, for the 13 shows I was able to have this month. We had, like, I had a few indoor, but it was weird because I wasn't prepared. Um, I I didn't walk into the room before. I just went straight to the green room, and when I walked out, uh, nobody had told me that there was plastic all around the stage. No!
0: It was like a Gallagher
3: wa- show. So I walked out. It was my first time in f- almost four months to the day. I was with uh, Miss Pat in Philly in March. And then uh, th- then July, here I am, four months later, walk out onto stage. And it was a play. I, I basically was like, if the Mattel company, um, the toy company Mattel made a Bronx Barbie, that's what I would look like in it. Like, oh I looked God. like I was just in. You're like the comic in the bubble. What the hell happened, it was It was a bubble. I'm not kidding. It freaked me out and I wasn't prepared and I was scared that the audience would then in turn kind of like pick that up for me, but I just addressed it Im- immediately. That's what I said. I feel like Bronx Barbie. And then it kind of like, just we all kind of had a good laugh because you could tell I was, I I was not prepared. Like I think mean, you should know if you're coming out uh, into a plastic bubble. Um, yeah. I
0: mean, it, it's so weird. Like everything, it's almost, even though it's it's only been, well, it's been like a third of a year, but it's almost hard to imagine what the world was like before all this like it's hard to imagine people not walking around with face masks on and like you know moving to avoid each other on the sidewalk and all that all of that just feels so routine now it's like ingrained Mm -hmm. now
3: i wonder how much it's really like i i i I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to have my great-grandparents in my life um and my he lived to 105 my grandmother 91. and and they went through the great depression and the The remnants of that, you know, in in the '90s, were still relevant with them, like with the way they conserved on food, and the way they remember never having something. Or so I don't know if that's going to be if this isn't in a way our kind of like Great Depression. Um, last a better term because I've been depressed for four months, but
0: I I didn't um, get away but, because obviously, yeah. like you know, obviously the whole economy dipping and all that stuff, and like we still don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, comedy is an interesting thing because people were trying to figure out how essential is this and how, and it's also tied in with like the hospitality business and the tourism world and all this stuff that obviously immediately shut down. I'm curious too, and we'll come back from, from the break on this, but what you think New York is going to look like, because New York is unique in stand up in that New York is completely built on these intimate sort of close knit New York style clubs where you're there you're right face to face with the audience the new york stand-up scene is built off of those rooms and i i'm curious to see like it will those come back will it look the same because new york of course got hit particularly hard by this so how anxious will audiences actually be to come back out and do that or will people be desperate for that because of all the crazy stuff that's happened
3: i think it's going to lie somewhere in the middle I think there are yeah. some people who, who will want to and there will be some people who won't. the same with the shows that we had, you know, in Long Island, even though they were socially distanced, some people were not ready to come out and other people were like, put me in the room. <laughs> like, I yeah. I'll sit anywhere. Let me hear it. Um, but but uh, like I said, like th- there's always are there going to be universal precautions for the rest of our lives as we know it because of how, you know, serious this was or traumatic this was. So, I don't you know a twenty broadway and and New York comedy clubs are not opening up till twenty twenty one that I know,
0: yeah, which I mean that's a huge I mean those are two of the that the bedrock of what entertainment yeah. is in New York, you know that's what makes new york new york right. I, literally, right. I literally just said New York New York <laughs> <laughs> well i want we'll we'll come back from the from the break, but I'm curious to pick your brain about how all of this stuff is maybe influencing you and how much of this stuff you're going to actually be tempted to talk about when you get on stage or if you're just wanting to get back to to just doing what you do and maybe audiences need a distraction more than anything right now. We're going to come back with more Tara Kenneth Tracy right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Hi, my name's Graham Kay and you are listening to Inside Jokes. 640. And I'm going to tell you one time you going to love this. I'm the one man on me, a sewing. i never been taken out. I keep MCs looking out. I drop science like
0: Crosby dropping babies. Enough to make a
1: yoke yeah. go crazy. The deep Welcome
0: and back to Inside Jokes, right so it, here on Global it, News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought been, to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you see the social distancing markers more clearly. How about that? I don't think, I don't know when, the, and it, like, we have Tara Canastracy on the line from New York. We're talking about what hopefully New York comedy coming back to what it was, or just what comedy in general is going to look like and what the world's going to look like. I don't know, Tara, do you think, like, we're, you were talking before the break about your grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, what their their recollections of the Great Depression and what that was like sort of hunkering down and then salvaging everything and maybe sure. this is that for our generation do you think like do you think the sort of current and immediate precautions of all this are going to be a permanent thing like masks and staying six feet apart and all that stuff I mean I know in Florida it's not already but
3: <laughs> I know they're they're still counting votes um from <laughs> uh we I can't but uh I I I don't know like and that's but you know i I feel like i i don't i can't see anybody thinking that they're not going to wear a mask throughout the fall and winter right now I do think i mean again i think it's i think this is not something that's going away I think it's possibly a seasonal thing i think you know hygiene it, those who who you know are we're rethinking all of our hygiene at this point as far as like touching things i I know I'm extremely compulsive before covid
0: so yeah same now, yeah
3: uh i you know, there are things I do that I never did before, like, you know, like washing down like my groceries that I buy, just other things. I don't know how much that's going to impact me the rest of my life. I know I'm not letting go of those those new habits anytime soon.
0: For you, so. I mean, obviously, the the unique thing about COVID and make such a surreal thing is that it is this global shared experience. You sometimes forget, like, well, I'm here in Toronto, we're talking to you in New York, somebody in you know, Singapore and Honolulu are doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. But there are areas that were affected in different ways. New York was really was leveled by COVID. So with so much stuff going on, I mean, there's all this social change going on. There's demonstrations. There's an election which has completely taken a backseat. There's hot spots of COVID, New York being one of the bigger ones, unfortunately. With all this stuff going on, do you take a step back and go like, Man, if I was on stage right now, I would really want to address this. Or would you would it be more important for you to sort of shy away from this stuff and give people a break from it and just go back to normal?
3: Well, initially when I before I had gone on stage, I was like I'm not mentioning this. Like we've all lived through it and we've all lost someone to it or know someone who's lost someone to it. So I don't know. And I but I do come from the from the the mindset of everything is comedy and it's never too soon as long as it's funny. Um so and I always kind of push the envelope a little bit but uh but I, I realized when I got out on stage and when I hit that big plastic bubble and realized <laughs> what what was actually happening that you can't not address certain things um, yeah. uh so I did so you know I, and I, and and there was comedy like you know the only way to kind of like write comedy is to experience life, and right now, these are the experiences that are relatable, so I did address it, but I didn't make my whole set about it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, it's like kind of like that elephant, and they're like, when I walked on stage for the comedy special and nobody was there and they were just taping me, I said, you know, usually I thank everybody for coming out tonight. Tonight, I thank you all for staying in, and that was it. With one within one line, I know, I really didn't have to address it much further, and I was able yeah. to just do comedy. But um, but I I realized even in myself, um, with you know certain things socially and uh, you know people being offended uh i i did take a look at some of my material i did say to myself are these jokes am i comfortable telling these jokes um i think
0: that's such a perfect way that you summed it up too like thank you thank you all for staying in it's such a because everything's completely turned on its head
3: right you know so i you know it's really a time for reevaluation, um and but at the same time with the essence of keeping comedy comedy you know, I've opened up for uh, for comics um, that I've had major disagreements with off stage, yet our comedy worked together, and I appreciated their humor, even if it went against the grain of what I believed or, or saw right. So I think when comedy is done right, um, you know, it 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 should be it should be respected as as the art form that it is. So I think we're in a really weird time right now. I think comics along with not being able to, you know, work uh without, you know, with dealing with covid and then, you know, realizing that there are other things that need to be addressed. We really got hit in, the, in a lot of different directions.
0: Yeah, and I think that's you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just that openness and still being able to address the things that are going on around you and I mean very quickly if if every open mic in the planet opened back up tomorrow it would take about five seconds for COVID to be hacked (laughs) so you know it's this undeniable thing like you it's it's literally everywhere it's the second you wake up every day but I think it's good too like comics need to be able to get back out on stage because people have been stuck in their basements for four months just watching this stuff on Facebook and CNN nonstop. So, but anyways, hopefully we get to see you live back on stage sooner rather yes. than later, especially coming here back to Canada and performing here. But in the meantime, uh, Tara, where can everybody find you online? Where can everybody find your stuff?
3: You can find me um, on Instagram at Tara Jokes. Um and Tara is actually uh, my website. I cannot wait for the borders to open up. Uh, I believe uh, Andreas. Uh, You may have him on next," uh, said that probably August twentieth. So the minute the minute the borders open, I may just I may just come. You guys may just see me there, just waiting to get on page.
0: Can Uh, we open it though, and and just like you come here, and then we close it again though?
3: I agree. Like I'm I'm cool with that. Like I I don't think you guys should be letting Americans in, but I'd like to be the the exception. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we will let you in, and then Um, then we're gonna build that wall.
3: That's it. And I'll Tara, jump on stage. Tara, how tall are you? Like five, one, five two? I'm fine. Yep, yeah, I can totally. Where? How do we get me in? Will anybody even it
1: We'll stick in a drum of maple syrup. And we'll bring you in. <laughs> yeah, that's that how is Canada helps
0: capos. by the way. We smuggle you in in a drum of syrup. Tara, thank you so much. Stay safe. You, guys. Be thank well. You. we'll keep it you.
3: Stay now. well, guys.
0: Thank you again, Tara Canis-Tracy. And now we're going to switch things over. We have Andreas Profitis coming up. Who? So he ran the Yucky Yucks in Niagara Falls, which obviously completely relies on border traffic, which isn't so much a thing right now. And live comedy, which is kind of maybe a thing a little bit right now. But he, he does have something new happening. It's sort of like this age of the independent that's starting back up again out of COVID. So we're going to talk to Andreas right now and find out what's going on with him and what shows are coming up. How are you doing, Andreas? I'm doing pretty good, gentlemen. Uh, you know, living the dream over here.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, for you, when this—you know—we were talking. We were actually talking to Mark Breslin about this a few weeks ago. When this first thing, you know, when this first hit back in like mid March, what was your what was your idea of the scope of all this at first? Did you think like, oh, well, we might have to cancel a couple shows and close down for a couple weeks, and then wait for this to pass over, and that's it? Like, did you sort of see the writing on the wall? No, I I literally
1: thought it was March break was going to be shut down, maybe the week after, and I I literally thought we'd be back April. Um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't expect that the scope of this virus was going to be so severe and it would be this long. There's no possible way I thought it would last this long.
0: Very very
1: surprising,
0: and I think you were in a unique spot that even a lot of bookers in this country and a lot of and a lot of venue owners in this country weren't in because COVID sort of reminded us just how much comedy is tied in with these industries, like with the restaurant world and with tourism and with hospitality and all that stuff. And of course, those were the first things to be scaled away with COVID. So we sort of saw right away, like, this is our entire sort of bread and butter in comedy. You especially, because you're running a club in Niagara Falls, your your entire livelihood is based on, people coming to the falls and based on that border being open and border traffic.
1: Uh, the border traffic is huge for us. That's that's going to attribute for about 60% of our business in Niagara. Um, and I mean, Niagara Falls hospitality was absolutely destroyed. Um, there's businesses I think that are not going to be able to recover from this. Um, I, I worked for a bigger company. The bigger fish tend to have a lot more resources and can weather the storm and, uh, you know, have reopened and, and
0: doing the best they can now. But, again, the border is a big thing for us. Well, and, I mean, we and actually we before before we had you on the show, we were just talking to Tara Canastraci, of course, who who played your club frequently, and she's based in New York still now. We were talking to her about that. I mean, we, we've had all of these comics on the show the last few months, comics across Canada, comics across the states, some of our own comics that are sort of got stuck in like LA and New York when this thing hit as much as we'd like to see you know those things return to normal and you want to see Canadian and American comics be able to go and work freely which w- has always been a struggle to begin with there's also that sort of nervousness of having that border back open again because we look at what's going on in the states and then we look at our own situation in Canada and it's kind of like we're we're doing okay right now we're weathering the storm yeah. it's gonna be a big free-for-all when we do just crack that thing open again uh, right now,
1: right now we're we're open full capacity. Like our hotels are all open. Um, I, I was I've been I've been doing the yuck yucks for almost three years now, and I've I've gained this huge love for comedy, and and I'm I'm just itching to do something. And uh, I was hoping my club would be open with the
0: phase three end of it, but not yet. But speaking of which, so you do have something new you're working on. You started this new live comedy label, let's say. You do have a show coming up. So what's what's going on with that? What are you working on right now?
1: I, I started I started a little company back in February called the uh, Funky Monkey Co. And um actually you mentioned Tara Kenestrazi I have been working with Tara. Um I, I've been her manager booking her for Canada. I had her booked on a, on about three shows uh three or four shows uh you know twenty twenty in Canada. Uh she, I, I was I had a show in Montreal on May 21st at the Leonardo da Vinci Centre uh, that I was doing with Anthony Rodia and Goomba and Johnny and Tara. We launched that show. We sold 250 tickets within the first couple of weeks. We were going to sell out and then COVID hit. So now my show, our show in Montreal has been postponed to November, end of November. Um, I was working on a comedy festival in St. Marie with uh, a good friend of mine named Mike Cr- Cristillo. Uh, we postponed that now till next year, and these shows I had Tara booked in postponed till next year. Everything's postponed, and, and I've been trying to do outdoor venues, outdoor shows, but nothing in Niagara had that ability to really house that at least a hundred people. Um, I tried doing an outdoor show at the Drive-In Theater in Fawn Hill, um, but the cost point was way too much is what they wanted. So right now, uh, it's great. I started uh, a show called the Manic Monkey Monday. We're starting with our first show on the 24th of August. It's at Club Roma. It's the o- largest outdoor patio in Niagara. Uh, you know, 100 max. Frank Sedone's headlining. I got two local boys, Joe Pelletary, and Matt Scarfone on the show as well, too. So that's our first kickoff on the 24th.
0: Beautiful. See, it's nice to hear. I, I mean, we did go into a dark, the dark place in the Lion King there for a little bit. But it's nice to hear the one flip side of this. And we'll come back with more, Andreas, after the break. But the one flip side of this that we have been hearing from a lot of people is... These indie shows that are popping up, and these sort of wa- these workarounds of being able to finally sort of bring people out again and do live shows again and work within these guidelines. Because obviously, it's not perfect. We have all these restrictions in place. We have to go with it. But it's, people are finding ways, and definitely it's audiences are are wanting that after this much time. We're gonna come back with more, Andreas, right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
3: Hey, this is Courtney Gilmore, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
2: Sounds was like a weather girl. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a job. Right? <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We're talking to Andreas Profitis, who... (laughs) 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 Profitis, Profitis, that's okay. I'm Scandinavian. I don't know, Andreas. (laughs) We're talking to you about, of course, you're running Yuck Yucks Niagara. Everything went on pause during COVID. The entire industry sort of went on hold. So now you're doing your own independent thing right now and just finding a way to put shows back on again, even being, being in a place like Niagara that is such a tourism hub and such a showbiz place and everything is completely based on nightlife and going out and eating and drinking and watching shows. What's the overall vibe there right now? What's it like there? You know what?
1: It's actually been very busy down there. Like Niagara Falls. I mean, I'm sure you've, gentlemen might have seen some videos that have been posted uh clifton hill area it's there's a great summer vibe down there with the amount of people that are out um and that's during the day noon and evening it seems like that i think people are kind of heading down the day heading down the falls and they're gone um you know uh the vibe is there during the day The, the nightlife is a little bit it's it's not it's it's not quite obviously what we'd like. Uh, there's people there at night. There's people dining there. Hotel occupancies are not huge right now, so you don't tend to have a lot of overnight stay. It's mainly the day trippers, and you know what? And, you know, here we are, and, uh, you know, Ontario's been going through all these phases, and they go phase one, phase two, phase three. Niagara Falls has always been a week behind, and then as soon as we go into certain phases and Toronto's get stuck in phase two. So people tend to come down from Toronto um, and, you know, the, the days,
0: noons are, are, are really good. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people down there. And um, you're in a, you're in a unique spot because we, you know, we're sort of, even here in Toronto, we're sort of removed from that a bit, but you at Niagara Falls, I mean, you're like, you're like the town next to Chernobyl, basically. You're like <laughs> you're like the the town down the road that was looking at that, going, "Oh, better close the windows," you know. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So,
0: for you, I mean, before we before we let you go, Andreas, as a booker and obviously as just a lover of comedy yourself, I mean, running the club, you've seen comics from all over the states, from all over Canada, pass across your stage. As a fan exactly. yourself, what? What do you think is more important right now for audiences to just be able to sort of forget about all this crazy stuff happening in the world and just shut down and laugh for ninety minutes again, or do you think we have everybody has to be political now and talk about what's happening? You
1: know what I, I, I think. I think we still need to. I think we still need to go through the proper process. I mean, they're you know they've they've incorporated this, the mask bylaws. Uh, the social distancing. I think clubs are doing the proper thing. Um, I, I know they've they've been doing a lot of shows, outdoor shows in in um, New York State right now, uh, but even indoor ones. You know the the proper measures: plexiglass put up between the comedians and the audience, spreading yeah. the people out. I think we need to kind of, yeah, we're, we want to get comedy back, but we want to do it, but
0: still make the guests feel safe, and feel good. I mean, yeah, it'll, just, it'll build back. And honestly, Andreas, maybe the plexiglass between the audience and the comic isn't a bad idea all the time. Anyways, Andreas, we're glad to hear that you're you're producing stuff. You have this new uh, live show happening. And we can't wait to hopefully see the club open back up again and you guys getting back to doing what you do down there. Thank you so much for joining us, man. No, no, definitely, guys. Just if I could say one more thing. So we absolutely. Absolutely shows the Club Roma on
1: August 24th. On August 31st, I got on August 31st, we got our boy John Paul and Ron Jostle headlining, and then Labor Day Monday we got Frank Spadone coming back again. So you know, hopefully we can get that hundred max and just get a little bit of a comedy vibe back. And it's going to be the first comedy show in the, in the Niagara
0: region, guys. We have an yeah. act comedy here in and March. There. Beautiful, and that's a killer lineup to go with for that. Andreas, thank you so much. Hope people go check out those shows, and we want to see this crack wide open again. Thank you for joining us. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Thank you again to Andreas Priftis, and don't forget to check out the Funky Monkey comedy shows that are going on in Niagara region. And, of course, we hope to see Yuck Yucks Niagara Falls open back up sooner rather than later. I, can, can we do that but still keep the border closed? I don't know. I'm sure Niagara Falls wouldn't like that. But, I like, bring in the comics and then... Close it again that's what we need to do i think you could bring in the comics close the gate have guards there so we'll figure you know what we'll figure it out anyways we're going to come back with more inside jokes and we're going to be talking to eddie delicepi who was one of toronto comedy's own prodigal sons and has been living and working in la for years now we're going to find out what it's like over there right now we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto this is John Oakley. Just
1: thought I'd stick around in the studio for Inside Jokes to Die For, right here at 640.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, and coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, on the Global News Radio network. The worldwide, in fact, the worldwide, yeah, it's all over the world, if you have K-Internet, Thank you again to Andreas in Niagara Falls. We're switching gears now. We're going to the West Coast. We've got Eddie Della Sepe out in L.A. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? We're good. I mean, we're, you know, we've spent the last three or four months of this show just talking to comics all over the map and what they're working on and, you know, what, what life is like where they are during COVID and just comedy is like. Before we get into all that stuff and you living and working in L.A., you do have a new album that you've just released, Little Jerk. hmm I'm not calling you that. I'm saying that's the. So what is uh what's 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 a little what's the little taste of this album? What do you what are you tackling on this album, Eddie? Uh,
2: the album mostly just talks about stuff that I deal with in life and things I see and you know I'm not I say I'm observational but I'm definitely someone that comments on things that's going on, and uh, you know it's, it's a combination of like stuff that I was working on in Canada and more stuff working working on on the road and in L.A. of course. And, uh, you know, luckily I recorded it at the end of 2019 and I sat on it a bit and I was like, you know what, should I release it? And then the pandemic hit, I'm like, yeah, I should probably put this out. So here it is.
0: Yeah, which I think, I mean, that's one of, I mean, there's no positive side of this, obviously. But a lot of the comics we've been talking to, you sort of do have this captive audience that everybody's at home looking for this content and looking for stuff to stream and download so a lot of comics, like you were doing that, where they had sort of an album they hadn't rolled out yet or some sort of back burner project where they're like, okay, well, now's the time. For you, I mean, we, we talked to Deb Giovanni a little while ago. We've talked to comics and Canadian comics in cities all over the U.S. and just how much they miss home right now during all this. For you in L.A., obviously, aside from the fact of being a comic who's sort of everything had to go on pause, but being there right now, being in LA and being in the States during COVID and during all these things going on, taking that in, what what's it like for you actually being
2: there? Oh, it's exciting, man. Oh, it's a thrill. <laughs> it's I mean, a thrill. You-, you know, very very few people can say they're in a real hot spot. You know what I mean? Like it's a great place. Um it's uh it's crazy, dude. Uh LA has as many more cases than all of Canada. Yeah. And do you like no. are you
0: how how sort of how aware are you made of that on a daily basis? Like how obviously everywhere has restrictions and everywhere you go there's people in masks and yada yada yada, but certain places are well, handling family,
2: everyone everyone's got a mask, we're doing takeout, no one's eating indoors. Yeah. Um some guys are running, like literally jogging in full on hazmat suits. Um uh <laughs> I think I saw a guy just spraying past his side on the top of his garage, just as people walk by. Um, you know, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking to Tara Kent earlier in the show, and she's in New York, and of course, New York, New York stand up thrives on these little intimate rooms, these little corner of the street clubs where there's like forty people crammed in there, and you're face to face with the comic. For you, when when and obviously LA is still very much in the thick of this as shows do start to trickle back again and things start to happen, how different do you think the scene there is going to be after this?
2: Well, LA is an outdoor, you could be outdoors all the time. So you can, you, it doesn't rain here. There's like no precipitation here at all for like months. So I think outdoor shows will start, once the cases start going down, they'll start kicking in more outdoor shows. And then I can finally live my dream of performing on top of a crate or a Maybe on the top of a Ford Fiesta, as a bunch of kids sit around me in lawn chairs. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so you know, that dream's gonna finally come true. You know what I mean? Or like maybe on a porch, or maybe just a yelling off the top of a building while people downstairs just listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it's gonna be difficult for I think for for indoor comedy it's gonna be difficult for the next little while. I wonder if it, a vaccine will have to be in place for people to feel a little more comfortable. So um, it's 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 up in the air, man. I don't know. New York is starting to do outdoor shows. But, you know, as the weather gets worse, it's going to be people going back inside. So we'll see. Yeah, um, it's up there. already opening up, man. Comedy shows are opening up indoors already.
0: Yeah, it started out, like, out west. It's been going on for about a month now. And clubs were starting mm. to reopen. Like, I think Dakotas out in Kelowna was one of the first ones. And then it sort of, like, made its way east but the first one that's the yeah yeah that's the first one baby steps you know Uh, but for you i mean we've talked to a lot of comics who dipped their toes into these bizarre formats that popped up because of covid i mean even gaffigan a few weeks ago was talking about doing one of these like parking lot shows he was like because i was bored for you i mean how much of this stuff have you Did you just sort of go, no, I'm just taking, I'm going on pause. I'm taking a break. I can wait until comedy's what it is again. Or did you actually try out some of this stuff?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in, um, I've been doing comedy for maybe 16, 17 years. I've never taken a break longer than two weeks my whole life. So I've almost, I've accepted it and like, it's going to be a while. Is the only chance in your life you're ever going to actually sit around and, you know, chill uh i'm a workaholic like a lot of comics are but um i said to myself i'm gonna just like chill out and let's see what happens but once outdoor shows come in i, I think i'll do some i've been offered a few but some of them were like way outside of los angeles so because of uh, la is such an epicenter for this stuff right now but uh for the most part i think i'm just gonna chill out for a bit see what happens
0: and are you still doing the podcast during this too
2: yeah, my podcast for fact's sake, it's doing really, really well, and it's been a safe haven for me in terms of creativity, and that's been doing really, really well. Uh, we're going to hit about a hundred thousand downloads and about maybe seventeen episodes so far, so it's been great. So that's been fun. Oh, beautiful.
0: Do you think this helped with that too? By the way, because I think we were almost we were in this period before COVID hit where podcasting just became an essential part of like the comics arsenal, like everybody and their dog like had to have a podcast. So you would have to find these new concepts that nobody was touching on, which you have, obviously do you think this right now, everybody being stuck at home has led to sort of a growth in that too, for you?
2: Yeah, it's good. And it's bad. It's good because comedians and like funny people and people are good. at Just being conversationalists uh, have finally been pushed towards that, this medium, which is so big i mean whether you're joe rogan or whether my favorite murderer or conan or whoever you're like it, it's such a big uh space the only problem is then you got actors who you know are been told by their agent like man you should start podcasting I'm like okay and then now you got like a, a jane duty like i don't know like a dame judy dench podcast like oh who cares <laughs> like oh wow or like you know, I don't know. So now you got these actors who have podcasts now that are like people like, ooh, what does this person? What does Nick Nolte have to say? Actually, that would be a good podcast, Nick Nolte. Yeah, I, I can but, we get uh, a Gary
0: Busey one? That's what I would like to know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I don't know if I want to listen to like a Tony Danza podcast, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 uh, it is good. I think I think guys like yourself and myself. I think. Uh, Hearing people talk in your headphones on your on the in your car, or whatever. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a it's a throwback to an old medium that I think will always be around and should always be around. It's nice, something comforting about being the third person at a table listening to interesting people talk. So,
0: I think so too. And I think right now too, it's a bit of a comfort factor for people. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm stuck in my house. I got to wear a mask to go to the corner store, and all this weird stuff is happening. But you sit back and listen to, it and you go, okay. Well, the world is still happening, though. Things are a little bit different and and weird right now, but the world is still happening.
2: Yeah, especially now because you can't be in groups of people having a good time at a table, you know, whatever. I mean, you can, but you can, not the same way. But now we just listen to podcasts, like ooh, like like you're there with them, and I think that's a, that's a big thing right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, Eddie, thank you so much, man. We hope you stay safe in L.A. and get back to being on stage again. And again, for everybody listening, uh, where can they find
2: your album, Little Jerk, and your podcast, too? So Little Jerk, you can listen to it on Spotify, Amazon Music, and, of course, uh, iTunes and Apple Music. And my uh, and it's going to be playing on SiriusXM Radio as well. And my new podcast, For Fact's Sake, which is doing really well, and I hope you enjoy it. You can find my Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and all places you listen to podcasts.
0: Beautiful. Eddie, thanks so much, man. Stay safe out in L.A. Get back on stage. All right, boys. Have a good one. All right. Talk to you soon. See you here. Thank you so much, man. Thank you again to our panel, of course, Tara Canastracia in New York, Andreas down in Niagara Falls, trying to bring comedy back. It's happening, slowly but surely. And, of course, Eddie Dallesepe out in L.A. with his new album, Little Jerk. That's our show. And don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes on Global News Online from Season 4 right back to the very beginning. We'll be back next week with more Inside Jokes. Hey,
1: safe, everyone. Peace. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Eddie
2: Delecepe. My real name is actually Ed Mundo. That's my name. Eddie suits me. Someone told you Eddie's coming to the party. Be like, hey, sounds a great guy. I would love to meet him. Dude, if someone told you Ed Mundo's coming to the party, every guy here is like, look, I don't know who this guy is. But I'm pretty sure he's going to challenge one of us to dance, all right? Nice mix. You got a holly-looking mom, (laughs) man. These quesadillas are full of shade. Wow. Did you know this? Broccolini. You all see it on the menu. It's a man-made vegetable. Do you know that? It's a genetically modified splice between asparagus and broccoli. It was made in the lab in 1993 right in Los Angeles, which kind of makes sense. Because only in L.A. would someone look at broccoli and be like, You should be taller and thinner.